0: Welcome to the IASA Podcast Network. I am Rich Voltz, Associate Director of the Illinois Association of School Administrators. Today our guest is Carrie Ruby, Superintendent of O'Fallon District 90. The topic of this podcast is strategies to recharge families and staff. Good morning, Carrie. Please tell our listeners about yourself and your school district.
1: Good morning, Rich. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I am the superintendent of O'Fallon District 90. O'Fallon 90 is an elementary district in Southern Illinois. We have about 3,700 students. And I've been here for about five years.
0: So we heard that you were leading some innovative strategies to energize your families and staff during this coronavirus pandemic. Please explain some of these for us.
1: We have. Um, So when this, when the announcement March 13th um, came out that we were going to need to close schools, um, there's a lot of anxiety from our parents. Um, You know, they were anxious about how many assignments would be given, how would we keep kids engaged, what types of things would kids be expected to do. There's a lot of question and anxiety from our parents. And so We told them, um, you know, let's be partners in this. Let's come together. Let's be partners. And, you know, you're going to have as a parent, the idea behind that was we wanted to make sure they knew they're going to have a lot of um, support and things in place, but they're going to, to be our partner in helping kids. And so there are a lot of decisions that they're going to be able to make as far as when it's appropriate for their child, when their child can best study or how much they can do. So we told them that we're partners with them throughout this. And so a way to send that message to them was that we said, we'll communicate lessons and activities um, and we'll have regular, you know, um, touch point with you. Um, but we're going to consider you our honorary staff members. And we said, you know, if as honorary staff members, we'd like you to use hashtag D90 honorary staff and post pictures of you and your children interacting together on primarily our families use Facebook, but a little bit on Twitter, too. But primarily they use Facebook. And so post your pictures to kind of encourage one another and support one another. Plus, give our teachers kind of an insight to what's happening in your in your homes with those activities. So when we did that, we said, um, you know, that it would kind of help support one another. And then we said we had um, one of our very creative teachers designed a logo for a T-shirt that said um, across the top, it says we can do it. And then it has our logo and it says honorary staff, District 90 honorary staff member, spring of 2020. And we posted those on Amazon for families to purchase at cost. Um, So that they could wear those shirts around the house. And so we had a lot of parents saying, oh, good, my, you know, my kids will take me more seriously if I'm an honorary staff member. And so we really had some um, excitement and and district pride around all of that. And then we had t-shirts that were staff member t-shirts too. So our honorary staff and our district 90 staff. Um, We then had um, some parents say, we'd really like to see it on a coffee mug or a wine tumbler. And so the teacher uploaded that logo as well to Cafe Press. And and so parents were, you know, um, excited about that and kind of some energy. and, um, And we said, you can sip what you'd like out of it, but yes, it's up there for you. So then the next thing that someone, one of our parents actually said, can you create a Facebook frame? for us to share. And so I hadn't done that before, but I jumped online. It was pretty easy to do, to create a graphic that has a transparent background on canva.com. And then we posted that um, through the uh, Facebook um, frame studio and it was pretty easy to do. I just hadn't done it before. So um, we put, put that out there. And then, so now we can have, you know, our staff members, it can say, it says um, proud staff member and then our district logo. And for our families, it says, Um, honorary staff member in our district logo. So that, again, kind of created some encouragement and really the partnership between us and the families.
0: So how did you think of these ideas? I mean, you talked about some staff members have helped you. Uh, What originally got you started?
1: I think the idea that, um, that we're a partnership. So again, at first it was kind of a response to some anxiety from our families. And I was trying to tell them Listen, you're part of this with us. You are truly a partner in this, more so than you've ever been in the past. You know, you're you're now being our partner and you get to help your children decide what's appropriate and when. And, you know, maybe Monday is not a good day for the family because, you know, parents are still working. They're in an essential position or a healthcare position. And so maybe Tuesday is a better day to do some of these assignments. And so we really wanted to send that message that we're flexible and you as the parent are our partner or parent or guardian are our partner in this. And we wanted to build that unity. So we know as leaders how important it is that we have a good, strong culture or climate with our staff. And we've always known that we've always done things for them to help support them, to pull them together, to create that unity. And so now that our parents are truly you know, that extension of our classrooms and their supporting kids, we thought, you know, I thought it's really important that they feel that unity and that strong culture and can pull together, not just with us as a district, but with one another. And, you know, kind of supporting one another along the way. And it's been really fun to see some of the pictures um, that people have posted of a music class or um, a PE class, you know, outside doing some PE things in their driveway, perhaps as a family. Um, And then and then other families to jump on and say, wow, that's a great idea. I'd like to do that, too. And so creating that culture. Um, and that strong climate has been important to kind of keep one another unified with the district as well as with each other like we do with our staff um, anyway. So um, I think that it really um, it, it, otherwise it feels like a very isolating time. We as individuals, uh, they as families feel very isolated right now because we can't leave our homes. We can't really you know, interact with each other. But and this was a way to kind of build um, unity in our district, but also show them that we're flexible, show them that they have a lot of say in how things are going to, you know, how lessons are going to be delivered or how, you know, what times are best for them as a family. So in a time of anxiety and isolation, you know, it felt really good to have some unity, but also some flexibility and letting p- families know that they're in charge of, you know, taking these next steps and really engaged in the process. Um, one of the other ideas that came about, actually, and I can't take any credit for this one, is our community um, has an O-Town Proud shirt, and it was a community leader that um, created this idea, and they, are, I think they may have taken it from an area um, community as well, that um, they're selling shirts that the proceeds are all 100% from a local um, t-shirt designer, and the proceeds are 100% going towards Um, gift cards from local businesses that then are going to be given to our, our healthcare providers and our first responders. And so those have been wildly popular too with the entire community, not just, you know, our shirts have been very popular with our district. We created our shirts and our tumblers for at cost for people. But when I heard this idea, I thought, you know, there are districts that could do something really cool with this, that create that unity with your district, but also do something like this, where they could say, we're selling it and putting a little bit of proceed in it and buying local gift cards, local business gift cards to give to healthcare providers and first responders to say, thank you for being our heroes. So that was kind of an exciting, um, something that that came out from a totally separate side, but I thought, you know, if a district hasn't yet done something like this, they might want to combine those two ideas.
0: Those are both great ideas. You know, one thing that really interested me about what you were doing was this talk about having regular staff meetings where teachers send out information about daily lessons to parents. Why don't you explain how that works?
1: Yeah. So again, you know, when I told them you are, you know, I'm declaring you as the superintendent, I'm declaring you our honorary staff members. Um, when we said that, I said, you know, we'll give regular staff meetings um, to you via electronic means, emails from, par- uh, from our teachers, for example. And the, the reason that I wanted to kind of use that spin of staff meetings was, again, to make them realize they have a lot of ownership and flexibility in how they support their children in their home. And so rather than just saying, here's your assignment list from a teacher, um, you know, this is due on this date. Uh, this is due on this date and this is how it's going to play out. We wanted them to know that you're part, you are um, as much a partner in all of this as we are. So together you're going to, you know, make some decisions and so rather than calling our emails, you know, here's an email from the teacher to look at it as this is a staff meeting and we're giving you tools to to support your children in the home, but we'd like you to be very engaged in the process, probably more so than they've ever been in the past.
0: So, uh you're using Facebook as this medium of communication. So you've kind of determined that in your district, your parents are mostly on Facebook versus Twitter or other Uh, social media sites.
1: They are and and I think that was um, at first it seemed like that was really when I came to the district Um, we had a small following on both Twitter and Facebook but we really started using Facebook a lot and it seemed to be the one that really took off. I always post everything or I try to post everything to both because I know some families are using Twitter only but I feel like our Twitter is kind of um, It's used a little bit more perhaps by some of our staff members. Um, Our PE teachers are great about posting, you know, videos or things that kids are doing um, or encouraging lessons on Twitter. But it seems like most of our parents and we have quite a few community members on our Facebook as well. It seems like that that's been the one that really has generated the most interest from as opposed to other social media platforms. But I try to post as much as I can on both of them, just in case someone is using another platform.
0: So what is your uh, district's either e-learning plan or remote learning plan? uh, What kind of capabilities does your district have?
1: So we, um, as a you know, we are not a one-to-one district, and so um, we are doing our very best. We have given, we have quite a few Chromebooks um, and iPads, and we have given out, um, loaned out as many as we as we can, as people have said, you know, I need a device. Um, we have loaned those out, and we will continue to do so. Um, there are a few that are that are still needing some hard copies, but uh, for the most part we've found that families are able to access materials online. So um, we did create, um, our, our remote learning plan is very similar to what the state recommendations came out on Friday. And so um, we aligned those very closely to it. I sent that out to our families last night um, and, and got a lot of feedback. And they were very, I think, uh, the parents, again, because we've tried to say, you are you know a staff member, an honorary staff member at this time but here are the ranges of expected you know times per day for example and i've had a lot of feedback since even last night that families have said we really appreciate that cuz we didn't know how much time to be spending on these activities or we didn't know how much so i've heard a lot of good feedback that that helps a lot to know Um, these are the range of minutes that should be expected each day. And of course we know that some families in our plan, we said, you know, it's a different kind of differentiated instruction. So usually when we talk differentiated instruction in a classroom, you know, we're talking about levels of learning or interest levels, now we're differenti- differentiating instruction based on the family needs. So if the family, for example, has two healthcare providers who are working long hours, um, they may not be able to do as much time on task with their children as someone else might, who is a, a, perhaps a teacher who's able to be at, in the home. And so we know that as well as as people start to get, unfortunately, um, start to get sick, that will change the dynamic as well. So we're differentiating. We tried to say, you know, differentiate instruction. We're going to give you activities. We're going to give you lessons and continue the learning. However, um, be willing to, you know, you're the honorary staff member. So we're really hoping that you guide what is best for your family at that moment. And if someone is ill in the home, you may be waiting until the next week to do something, or you may be taking it a step back. And that's okay because you're our honorary staff member. You get to make those decisions. So kind of empowering them. To be flexible according to what the family needs.
0: How are you handling um, lessons and communications for primary students?
1: So, in our, um, actually, our early childhood director um, just this morning is drafting um, an early childhood or pre K uh, remote learning plan. And she's using our template as a district, but kind of taking it a little bit more specific for pre K students. And so um, we're really trying to, you know, get ideas and activities, for example, and saying, you know, rather than a typical lesson, it might be read a book with mom and dad and listen to the author read it on YouTube. Here's a link to the book. We have one of our kindergarten teachers who has a closed Facebook group with her, fa- with her um, families in her classroom, and she is reading bedtime stories every night. And of course, she's modeling then for families how to read through a story and make predictions, for example, or, you know, use those comprehension strategies, for example, in those lessons while she's reading the bedtime story to students. And that's been wildly popular because then families jump on and they, you know, make a comment while she's reading to them. um, They'll make a comment about, you know, one of the characters in the book or something. And so um, that's been very popular. And it's just, taken to a level that's appropriate for our our primary students. Um, We're trying to share as much as we can. We have we created in the district a our curriculum coordinator created a shared google drive that has a lot of materials for our teachers but we're trying not to make it overwhelming to for teachers and parents but lots of tools so she has one folder in there that is just fun activities and so we know that families may use that over you know the weekend or a spring break when they're technically not in session but they may want to continue a schedule in their home and so she's put some fun activities out there of scavenger hunt or live uh, visits to museums online and so some of those activities are in housed in one location so that our teachers can grab them and send them either through Google classroom or class dojo or whatever it is their families are currently you know used to using that was the other thing that we really tried to promote is you know teachers try not to do anything completely different that parents aren't used to to logging into, you know, so kind of if you have a system that works really well for your classroom, keep using that. And obviously, you know, try some new things such as maybe a Zoom or, or sending a video, but, um, you know, tr- really try to lean on those tools that they're used to checking every day anyway. How are you handling students with special needs? So this is one that I think we've all been really trying hard to figure out something different. And again, because this was such a quick response and we needed to close the school's um, you know pretty quickly from a Friday, knowing that until till Tuesday, um, we're still working through those. And we're working on um, the key again is reaching out to families and encouraging them and emp- empowering them to su- put some supports in place. So we're trying to, at this time, update IEPs, look at, re- you know, remote learning plans, but individualized remote learning plans. And rather than, you know, because obviously we can't meet face-to-face with students for therapy or for sessions, um, we're trying to offer the, the um, support through lessons or videos or activities that families can engage together with the support of our related services. So with the support of our special education teachers or related service staff that can, you know, engage families and kind of offer that support. And it is so very different than what we're used to doing that it's it's a learning curve. And so I think we, you know, across the nation, that's something that we're kind of looking at is how can we do this and really be effective? So some you know, have talked about using um, and have used either Zoom for meetings or for t- face-to-face with families, um, or FaceTime, for example, if they're comfortable using that. Um, so it's it's been a, a something that we're continuing to look at how best to handle that and how best to s- offer that support to families. What
0: closing comments would you have about this recharging of families and staff in your district?
1: Yeah, like I said, I think the the goal was, and what we had to be careful was that it wasn't. Um, you know, it wasn't hokey or it wasn't, you know, kind of a um, Pollyanna about things. We know this is a very, very serious situation. And some of our families are are facing some very serious um, challenges currently and in the future. And so what we wanted to do was to put in place support But also a feeling of unity across the district also a feeling of we're in this together and so we keep saying that we keep saying, you know, this is a joint effort and the more that we can empower families to feel feel united with each other, as well as with us as, as educators, the better that this is going to be for our students. And so having kind of a p- positive outlook on the learning aspect of it, but also knowing that this is a challenge. This is a real challenge for many of our families, but we're in this together and we can support one another. Um, you know, the other thing that we have tried to really send the strong message to is that our schools aren't closed. You know, we talk about school closings and we say that schools are closed and, you know, until such and such date, but our schools aren't closed and our school buildings are closed. So by looking at this piece of unity and togetherness and partnership with the families, you know, whether it be mom and dad or grandma or whoever, you know, is taking care of the child, the guardian that's taking care of them, they are our schools. Our schools have now almost, you know, taken on um the, the extension into the homes. And so while the buildings may be closed, our, our schools very much are still open. And so we're trying to change that, that you know use of the word you know schools are closed into school buildings are closed, but school very much is open. It's in the homes and it's through a partnership between our educators and our honorary staff members. And together we're going to still help students grow to the next level and achieve the most that they can.
0: Well, thank you so much, Carrie, for participating in this podcast today, and best of luck to you and your district as we continue down this path.
1: Thank you so much, Rich. We appreciate your leadership at IASA.